0: Welcome to the neighborhood, Happy Hood the Podcast, where we deliver meaningful content to grow your faith, well-being, and leadership skills. Hey neighbor, I'm your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray, lifestyle coach, inspiring others to develop self-worth through leadership applications that will enable them to live in purpose. Happy Hood the Podcast. Finish Message What You Start. Welcome back to the neighborhood family. Welcome back to Happy Here the Podcast. I'm your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray. And today's guest is an educator, speaker, and consultant. Uh, she helped leaders make a difference in their space by growing them and their team into three C's. The three C's that you may ask are communication, connection, and confidence. Please welcome to the neighborhood, Miss Julie Sneers.
1: Hey, you- oh, I'm so happy to be here.
0: So happy for you to be here as as well. Um, how are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, this yeah.
1: So good. It's good. a beautiful day. I got to spend this morning with some uh, neat leaders. And so I'm excited to chat with you guys too. And just, it's been a great day. How about you?
0: It's been great. It's been great. As, as I mentioned, um, this week is going, going by fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a very productive week.
1: Hey, that's saying a lot.
0: Yes. It's, yeah. It is saying a lot because... Family, as you know, I don't like to be busy.
1: Well, I and do busy not. does not always mean productive.
0: Exactly, exactly. So mm-hmm. I I don't like that. So this was a very productive week. And speaking of being productive and speaking of relationship building, you created this three C's in which I love it. You know, communication, um, connection and mm-hmm. confidence. So if we kind of start there, if, if we started there kind of talking about like, where did this concept or this theory come from? Like, what was the catalyst that kind of drove you to say, you know what, we need to kind of have a framework in this way here as we think about building relationships?
1: Great question. And I'll, I'll just start before I answer that question with a little bit of my yeah. background. So I was a high school speech and debate coach for 13 years at a six day school here in Texas. And I coached when I left, we were like 120 big. So it was a wide variety of students. And my first national champion was homeless. So it's not only just like the kids that you would imagine in debate who grow up to be lawyers because their families invest in that. It was literally a variety of all kinds, all types of personalities. Wow. Um, and all of those kids, they grow up to go all kind do all kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. So teaching for 13 years meant that, you know, I had a decade away from these kids that I taught, That are now in the business world and they are, you know, they have their own families and they're doing their own thing all over the Mm -hmm. world, uh, doing all kinds of stuff. Cause I taught acting, I taught speaking and I taught debate. So that's a wide variety of type of personality, right? So kids are doing a little bit of everything. I had a kid come to me and he said, Schneers, I have not felt smart since I left debate. How sad is that? And the reality was, I mean, he's the same smart kid. He was smart mm-hmm. then. But his environment and the culture of the place he was working was taking and stealing that joy, uh, stealing that confidence. Uh, and it had completely kind of changed him. Yeah. So that was kind of a light bulb moment for, man. I mean, our environments do mold us. And we think about like our environment growing up, but It's not just your background, it's where you've put your feet now. Mm -hmm. It's the type of people you surround yourself with. But for some of us, when we say yes to a job, it's the kind of job that we are working in with the kind of people who are in our circle of influence right mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. a leader who's not so positive or a team who doesn't have a good focus anyway so you know he tells me that and it's hard uh mm-hmm. but for three years in a row i had students from all walks of life come back and say cheers we wish you could come work with our team like oh but that's so sweet like it's so different to old high school kids okay that's mm-hmm. not the same you're so kind you just love me Right? three years of different conversations with different kids We're working with different teams. And then I literally had a kid who took my laptop and he said, I'm going to help you write your bio. One of my favorite kids ever. He was a blessing to me because he just kept on. We just kept pouring into each other in adult Mm -hmm. life. Right. Uh, And he said, you need to make an impact on more people than just these four walls in this high school. Mm. And I felt like, I don't know. I'm, I am I like teaching and I, I still miss my kids. I still miss coaching. Is mm-hmm. this what God's really calling me to do? I don't know. Yeah, yeah But yeah. old kids were like, you're supposed to do this. And I, I had so many conversations and so many doors start opening that I thought, okay, I'm going to regret this if I don't try. So I did. And I still miss teaching because I love the classroom and school leadership uh, it Was is a beautiful place to be, uh, even though it's hard right now. And I know that I would pour into education at any chance that I get. But what I've learned is that there are businesses everywhere who need help with communication, connection and confidence. And those high school kids, they grow up and they move into the workforce and they bring all the things that we deal with as teachers into the workforce. Right. Because it's still part of who you are. Mm -hmm. But we forget sometimes as adults how to navigate that. And so I literally asked 13 years worth of kids, like, what made a difference? What do you think? And I got the same answers over and over. And over and over so from their answers 13 years of pouring into different types of kids i took them and i created what does that look like and how do you do that what's important with people and and now i'm my podcast is the people priority i'm working on all those pieces because the reality is as a company as a school district we have a lot of boxes to check yeah but if we don't make people the priority. We're not gonna check those boxes as well as we could. We're not gonna create the kind of success that we could. We're not gonna have the kind of culture that makes people stay. And you're gonna pay more to hire new people because they didn't feel smart in your space Mm -hmm. than if you had just poured into your people. So how do you do that? Uh, And that starts with you. So I talk about communication, connection, and confidence through the, the realm of self, because what I communicate with my own head and heart, that matters before I can port because whatever I'm doing inside of me is going to bleed out on the people in my circle of influence. Right. And so anyway, we, we talked through it in the, the perspective of self and then the perspective of others, just how do you build your team to be a team?
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's so needed right now. Um, when you think about like, I guess now when I think about skills, leadership skills Mm -hmm. and, you know, before there used to be such a focus on these, we'll call them hard skills, you know, Mm -hmm. whether, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, you know, analytics, you know, analyzing data. Yes. Um, Whether it was like managing risk and, you know, having an idea around certain levels of frameworks, you know, to drive particular outcomes. But I think now the pendulum is, is now swinging back into and maybe I'm not sure if it was ever in this area, but we're seeing, um, a swing now into like these soft skills mm. that are truly now the skills that are the heart skills, mm-hmm. because now we, we're really getting back into empathy, integrity, right. Right. you know, really, uh, developing and fostering an environment where people have a sense of belonging,
1: mm-hmm.
0: having a sense of belonging.
1: I think you just hit the nail on the head too when you say belonging, Mm -hmm. because we spend a lot of our life in the workspace. And if I don't feel like I belong, but what does that look like? What does that really mean? Mm
2: -hmm. Because
1: belonging means that I'm happy in my space, which I know not every job is perfect. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah, totally, totally, totally.
1: But there's got to be a degree of I enjoy the people I'm around. There's not drama every day, right? Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. has to be a degree of that. There has to be a degree of confidence in what you're doing and feeling like this is where you're supposed to be. And there's, I know that we are all different in the way that we find value in what feeds us versus depletes us, Mm
2: -hmm. but it's
1: important to know the people in your space and what they need so that you can foster a belonging. And I Mm -hmm. think that belonging begins with putting everybody in the team. So I talk a lot about what's your focus, yeah. what's your focus as a leader, what's your focus as a team? And does everybody know your focus? Because mm-hmm. if you didn't, if the team didn't help build the focus and you're just telling them, this is what we're focusing on. And this is what we're doing. You're not going to get a buy-in like mm-hmm. you would if they didn't have an ownership piece of that. So one yeah. of my favorite things that I get to do with teams is walk in and go, what do you want your culture to feel like?
0: Not right. like what is my
1: job going to be, but what do you want your culture to feel like? I worked right. with an accounting firm, and one of the girls goes, "I want it to be fun." And I watched these partners who, you know, are accountants their whole life go like, "Fun, right? Numbers." And for me, I'm like, "Numbers aren't fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Counting is the worst thing I have to do as an entrepreneur, or a small business owner." But for this girl to stay in this space, she needed to feel. Like she was happy, and sometimes mm-hmm. sitting alone in a desk is lonely. Yeah. So that company, man, we we built in. Okay, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, first questions: Why? What's the pain point there? And then, what does hey. success look like? And then let's build out a plan. And they built out. Uh, stewardship and they built out uh, communication, right? They added these really cool pieces to what they wanted their focus to be. They're -hmm. still serving clients, but when they serve clients, they want it to be enjoyable now, right? So what does that look like? And they molded their culture that they built together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And clients feel, feel that Mm -hmm. clients feel your, your, your culture in which many times we pretty much gravitate our, the culture that we um that allows us as patrons to kind of yeah. feel have a sense of belonging. You know, just for for example, Chick-fil-A. Yes, you know, great example. It, you know, it's it's the culture that they build in the training mm-hmm. to where I don't mind sitting in the Chick-fil-A line. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't or mind
1: I don't mind waiting, I don't mind looking at that line and going, oh my gosh, that line's so long. Because exactly. I know it's gonna move fast.
0: It's gonna move, move fast. And Doesn't deter Exactly, and I know they, they're gonna have the, the right, or not the right, but they're gonna be polite mm-hmm. and pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, treat me right. And then at the end, once I'm done ordering, my pleasure. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, no,
1: they haven't figured out. That's exactly, they figure
0: haven't have figured out. So that's why, again, we think about when you have that culture, clients, mm-hmm. customers connect to your culture. Mm-hmm. That's why they spend money with you, you know?
1: And if they have wow. a choice, like if your clients or your patients, right, if mm-hmm. they have a choice, what makes them choose you? Yeah. What is your mm. What is your legacy as a company? Yeah. And as a person, which is one of the things that I talk about, how do I wanna be remembered? Cause the reality is we're all gonna be remembered. Good, yeah. bad, or ugly, you're mm-hmm. gonna be remembered. How you're remembered is your choice. And you can't say, I want to be remembered as kind and then never do a kind thing. Just like I can't say, I want to be a triathlon runner, which I don't, but it's an example. And then eat pizza on the couch every night while I watch TV. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You have to be proactive uh, and intentional. I think that yeah. that's the best word is intentional, which, you know, linking into communication, connection and confidence. Intentional leads us in all of those spaces.
0: mhm mm-hmm. It totally does. So, so Julie, I, I guess kind of walk us through these, each, Kay. each of these pillars, you know, um, when we're it. talking about like communication, like provides just some additional, you know, thoughts of what that looks like within this framework.
1: Okay. So, uh, and I have a couple of different talks, but I'm going to give you my original cause it's really yeah. the one that my old kids gave to me, uh, totally. but in the realm of communication and connection, which links to confidence. I always say, no one's going to lean on you until you're willing to lean in. Mm. You have to be willing to lean in. And my again,
0: Julie, because I I think we need need to marinate on that. Okay, let's marinate.
1: Let's do it. No one is going to lean on you until you are willing to lean in. Mm. So let's just take a second and let's talk about who's anyone. Mm. That's your circle of influence. Okay, who's my circle of influence? Well, here's the cool thing. When I'm talking about people, I'm not just talking about school districts. I'm not just talking about teachers in a classroom. I'm not just talking about boardroom executives or accounting companies or boat rental companies or hospital systems, which are all places that I've been. I'm talking about people. So this is you in your living room with your family. This is you at a meeting at your church. This, I mean, this could be anywhere there's a circle of influence. Okay you've got to be willing to lean in. So now teacher roots are, I'm going to give you this acronym lean in and every single one of the letters stands for something. And the hope is that you'll remember it because it's the most impactful pieces that I have found in working with teams of mm-hmm. all kinds. All right. I've already given you L, but I'm going to just throw it in. L is legacy lens. How do I want to be remembered? Because you're going to be remembered good, bad or ugly, Right. So how do I want to be remembered? And when I coach clients, like I have leadership clients that I work with, one of mm-hmm. the first places we start is, what's your legacy? What do you want that to be? Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy in the box checking society we live in today to get wrapped up in, I mean, even me, my to-do list, right?
2: You're yeah. yeah.
1: like, okay, I've got to jump into this meeting. I've got to do this next. And then you know what gets left behind? The piece that I don't want people to forget about me.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I want
1: people to remember me as someone who is kind and investing in the people around me and making an impact that's more important than just me, right? and And of course, everybody's got a different legacy lens that they look through. I've got a leader, and she's like one of my most important words when I made her pick three to five. She was like, community. That is non-negotiable in my home. I invest in my community and she does. You can mm-hmm. watch her work her tail end off in every space that she's passionate about and be what be great at it. She does a great job at investing in the community because mm-hmm. that to her is important. important and you know yeah. what? It's okay if that's not your legacy.
2: Yeah. But totally.
1: because it's hers, she is intentional. Now that might mean when I'm asked to be on one more board. I ask myself, okay, through the lens of family, community, or whatever hers is, does this board serve me? Mm. Should I say yes to that meeting? Yeah. Should I handle this situation with a different attitude if I want to be seen as kind? Sometimes when we get stuck in these situations or when we just get overwhelmed and we take a second and we step back and we say, okay, is this me living my legacy? Is this the legacy lens I'm looking through that I want to be remembered by? And it can help us narrow down decisions that otherwise might overtake our calendars. Exactly. So that's the L. The E uh, links to nonverbal communication. Now listen, Mm -hmm. there are three codes to message. They are verbal, that is what I say, vocal, that's how I say it, and nonverbal. Which of course mm-hmm. is everything else right eye contact facial yeah. expressions body mm-hmm. language yeah. mm-hmm. maybe how i dress in a special occasion uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily that i'm clean like that i take care of yeah. myself right yeah. i'm not saying a certain brand of saying like being presentable in the spaces you're supposed to
2: mm-hmm.
1: hear this your non-verbal communication is 55 of your message yeah. your verbal communication is seven seven percent of what you say mm-hmm. the words coming out of your mouth matter as much as the way you say it and the way you look people in the eyes and the facial expressions you give them and then not crossing my arms as a leader when I'm having a conversation, right? Like all these nonverbal hacks, Mm -hmm. they -hmm. matter. They matter. So the easiest one to fix is eye contact. who are we? We are a tech-driven, multitasking world. So how often do we sit on our phone or on our, you know, our email? While we're, oh, yeah, no, no, I got this. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk to me while I finish this email.
0: Yeah, try to multitask. Yeah.
1: But what does eye contact build? It builds trust. It builds a sense of importance. It builds a sense of community, mm-hmm. right? And as a leader who probably does have 5 million things on our plate, the easiest thing to go is stopping, taking a second, looking someone in the eye, right? And even General Mills did a study on this. They put the Tricks rabbit on all of the little boxes and the eyes on the rabbit were going different directions and they let some test groups pick which one they like best. And of course, mm-hmm. the one that won was the Tricks rabbit looking straight ahead. Mm. We prefer that. We prefer eye contact. Yeah. But when we get stuck, it's the first thing to go. So eye contact is the easiest nonverbal fix. So that's why it's my E in lean. Mm-hmm. The A in lean stands for asking and answering questions.
0: Asking and answering questions. I like that, especially the asking part.
1: Mm -hmm. Because that builds authentic conversations,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? And I have a friend, she's super sweet and Mm -hmm. she's kind and she's fun and everything is always just fine. And (laughs) she's the last person I'd share my crap with, Mm -hmm. right? Because if everything is always fine, then I can't muddy your beautiful waters with my real life. Yeah. So authentic yeah. conversations cannot just be, how are you? It's also answering, how am I?
0: Mm. Hmm. Mm. That's, it's, it's so important. It's, it's, it's a two-way street. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm writing down some notes as, as you kind of speak and everything, Dang. because the asking part, I think something that I had to overcome myself of really just this thought of or this barrier that they don't really want me to talk with them, mm. or they're not really looking for me, they don't really have time for me. Uh, they don't really have to, the time to support me. How impactful, you know. You know, they they don't, you know, it's kind of like putting myself down and, and kind of battling my own insecurities because the asking part, I think if we can get over that, and to your point of answering. Mm-hmm. Now it becomes a very collaborative effort. It becomes now relationship, mm, relationship that's right. you that's know right. now we're building a connection. so I that's really right. love that and and again to go back to what you said earlier is that we can't allow others' and I'm gonna a, I'm bush this So I do't do not Yo, go you know the the whole idea around we can't lean on others until mm-hmm. we lean lean in or others can't mm-hmm. lean on us until we lean in is mm-hmm. so important like that lean in is is so important to do that you know and and, and the ask part wow wow that that of, of itself I feel like can really remove a lot of barriers that we ourselves you right put in place
1: right but I think the key too is that it's authentic
0: yeah exactly yes that's the point it's very authentic
1: yeah. and of course as a teacher And there's, I would say that that's probably the one that people are like, wait a second, I'm a leader. There's a barrier there. Okay, you're right. I'm not saying share everything in your past and gross in your world with the whole Mm. white world. I know there needs to be a barrier of professionalism. Yeah. But if you are always so high up here that it's unattainable to have a conversation with you, you're not real. No. And and that's not relatable.
2: So then
0: you're just this-
1: Right. So then if I'm not, if, if you're not relatable and I'm struggling as your employee, how am I supposed to come to you when I've got something falling apart in my life? And, yeah, and I've I have seen won't. this, you don't. And yeah. I've seen this before where they just like, well, everything's burning down, but I need to get my crap together and pretend I'm fine. Because if I tell her that my husband's leaving me and I'm struggling with my kids and I need to be able to pick them up, they're going to fire me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and that's just an example of someone that I had a conversation but that's,
0: with. That's reality.
1: That's reality.
0: That's reality. Cause I mean, I have been part of that. You know, I have seen that, um, Mm -hmm. this, this action to bias or having our, uh, you know, this bias around action around everyone has to work at a certain level as, as a top person, you know, and, and the reality is they don't even have it together. Right. You know, I
1: think ask yourself, what kind of leader would you want?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Like
1: if you are in a leadership position, what kind of leader do you want? Do you want someone you can talk to? Well, yeah. So do they.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So be real. But mm-hmm. I think that links straight back to legacy. Like, how do I want to be seen?
2: Yeah.
1: How do I live that out every single day? How am I intentional in that space? Yeah, so building, good. Mm-hmm, those authentic conversations. So we're talking communication that leads to connection, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: That's the important piece there.
0: And and what was the M?
1: So the N, let's move in. Can I fail? No. Oh my gosh, there's no failing. Okay. So the N and lean stands for notes and quotes. So Mm -hmm. of course, as a teacher, uh, I was a note giver. I was a you know, I'm only getting you for one class period a day, unless I'm coaching you and then we have weekends and all the time, but uh, you're walking into these hard rounds or I see a kid struggling and there might not always be time. So let's just talk about time as a leader. Uh, There might not always be time to pull every single person aside and make sure they're okay. If you think that something's not okay. And let's talk about the world of high school hormones and high school sadness. And we're Mm -hmm. trying to find ourselves in the world. They still are people that you're having to grow in that space. So you want to be present but that is hard to do with every single person, especially when I had 120 kids on my team. Mm-hmm. So I got in the habit of writing notes and I would write a note and just slide it under their computer. Like, I see you. Let me know if I can help. Hey, I just want you to know, I think you're doing a really great job, even though this is hard. Hey, I know you worked your tail end off for this. It's going to pay off. I promise. Keep it up. Like all these notes that they became like monopoly money. These kids were collecting them and holding them. And I thought, you know what? I hold on to encouragement from other people. Because the difference is at 8 a.m. when you're telling someone, hey, let me know if you need help. By 4 p.m., that verbal reminder, what did we say about communication? 7%, right? That verbal reminder, I've forgotten it. Or it felt like something you just said. But if I hand you a note that says, Let me know if you need anything. I'm here by 4 p.m. When I'm still struggling, I have this tangible reminder that says she really meant it. She took the time to write this. I am still struggling. I'm going to let her know. Right? It's the tangible. It's the nonverbal. It's the intention it took to write a note. And this is a fun lesson, not the encouragement pieces, but just the power of notes that I learned from my grandmother. And I'll, I'll never forget. I'm sitting in her living room and she's like, well, she'd gotten this neighbor girl named Ashley a baby gift. She said, well, she'll be real surprised if she thinks she's getting, or no, she'd gotten her wedding gift. And she said, she'll be real surprised if she thinks she's getting a baby gift. Because Ashley had never written a thank you note. Well, to my grandmother, that handwritten acknowledgement of, I got your gift for my wedding and I appreciate it was important.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: We've gone away from thank you notes and I see you, you're doing great notes and encouragement notes. Uh, and, and that tangible nonverbal reminder is very special. And even if you're not like a real sentimental person, what if somebody on your team is?
0: Mm-hmm. It's um it's getting back to the core of, of what we said, that, that sense of belonging.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, for for your leader to put actions behind their their words and to say it in a non-verbal way that I see you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, you that does so much to so much to the individual that I see you, I see you. It's, well, I had a
1: meeting the other day with a superintendent for a school district and she's like, our culture's not great. I took over this team, they're new, they're struggling. I, I don't feel like I can get them to follow through with anything I'm asking them to do. Mm-hmm. And so then I asked her, I said, okay, how often do you uh, make contact with your people? She said, well, I make sure they're doing what they're supposed to at least once a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, If you're just checking in to see if I'm doing what I'm supposed to, am I really invested in you and your vision? So now we're getting back to, was this a team vision? Am I a part of this team vision? Am Mm -hmm. I just clocking in and clocking out? And we're sitting in a space that quiet quitters is common terminology. So how do you keep quiet quitting from happening in your space? You can't just walk in and walk out. Clocking in, clocking out on your people Mm -hmm. creates quiet quitters. Mm -hmm. So a part of your day as a leader every single day should be, okay, what is my team? What do my people need? And, you know, even when I'm coaching all those kids, I had to start, I had a sheet of paper with every single kid and I would check Mark who'd gotten a note because they started really paying attention and it was important to them. Does she think I'm doing a good job? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now everybody needs a note at some point. So Mm -hmm. within six weeks, I had to make sure. And you know, another really great hack in school district world slash can this translate anywhere else probably is in the first six weeks of teaching, I tried to send out a positive note to every single parent because our first interaction is our first impression. And I had kids come to me and say, Miss, my mom came home and she had mail from the school and I thought I was in trouble because that's the only note she's ever gotten was referrals and I'm in trouble notes. And then she gave me $5 because she said that you said I was super respectful in class. Yeah. Changed that kid the whole year. So now he will do whatever I want because he knows that I see he opened the door for me that day. Right. These pieces being recognized is important. Matter of fact, there's some pretty tough statistics on people who leave the workforce because they don't feel recognized or celebrated. We are all high school children to our core. Totally. We still want to be seen. We still want to be, be seen. Recognized. We still want to be a part of the vision. I don't want to be told what to do. I want to be a part of, oh, this is important. You're right. I, I yeah. want to be a part of this. Yeah. Recruiting yeah. that, it starts with your culture. And how do you yeah. build that? Anyways, it's, there's the lean.
0: That's the lean there. And and what you said earlier is that, and I want to make sure I get it right around your uh, saying around lean, that we can't lean on others until we link lean, lean in. What, what was it yeah. again? No
1: one's going to lean on you. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to lean in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, oh, so powerful. So let's talk about
1: the in. So I do have yes. the I and the in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the I and in stands for influence. And I wish that we weren't just on a podcast so that you could actually see pictures and I'll have to share them if you want them. So you can uh, tag it in your show notes. But mm-hmm. I had a student, his name Zach Sutterfield and it's just not as effective, uh, but I want to share because he's just the most, one of the most incredible human beings I've ever yeah, met in my yeah, life. Yeah,
0: totally, totally.
1: Uh, he was a kiddo who, you know, he was an officer on my team, which meant we spent three class periods together a day his senior year. And I just mm-hmm. adored everything about him. He was a hard worker. He's super funny. Had a dad joke for every occasion. Uh, he was transferring schools and about to visit with a counselor in San Marcus to go to Texas state. And he was in the uh, San Marcus apartment fires at a conic village And he had third degree burns on almost 70% of his body. He had a traumatic brain injury and it was the hardest road I have ever watched anyone in my life have to walk. And this kid, he is, I mean, it's, it's the hardest struggle I've ever seen. And he's got the, biggest heart and the most bravest soul and you'd have to right because he had they told us a 30 percent chance of living and then i heard later it was actually a three because they ain't going to tell you it's only a three percent chance right Mm -hmm. uh he just he had to fight really hard um and and then pin in that like as a coach I was known for my pep talks. Like you have to be almost, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Kids would say,
1: okay, tell me why I'm gonna be okay. Because your app case is really great. Because you worked really hard on this introduction. Because I know you put a lot of hours into this and you deserve to tell this story, right? But in September of 2018, when he started coming out of uh, anesthesia, I walked into his room and I looked at him and I said, oh my gosh, Zach, you look so good. And I'll never forget it. He said, Julie, you and I both know that shit. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he's bandaged from head to toe. And at that yeah. point he lost his hands and they were afraid he might lose his feet and they were afraid he might lose his eyes, which he didn't, but mm-hmm. he was struggling and he's just now coming to terms of what he feels like, looks like is going to have to do to make it in life. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing he said to me was, I need you to tell me why I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You just never know in a circle of influence, what you say and what you do and how impactful you can be and how your circle, it goes with you. It's your family, it's your workforce, it's your church, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all these people that are around you and they come and go, but they might come back. Mm-hmm. They might be in that space right back, able to lean on you because of the, the type of influence you create in that space. hmm And of course, he had incredible people surrounding him. His parents are insanely amazing and um, people everywhere. But when he said that, I realized how important the words that we share are. And that's not even the best part. The best part is... Now, I'll say this about Zach. He is a speaker for Sons of the Flag, who's an incredible organization that's helped Zach with his surgeries. He talks about fire safety and fundraises for them because they just support all kinds of burn victims. If you want a place to donate, that's a place, Sons of the Flag. His mom is the family coordinator now for families who are walking through what they walk through. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're doing incredible things after this, in the middle still of this incredibly hard journey. But when I leave the classroom and I decide that I'm going to do this, I'm going to speak and I'm going to lead workshops and I'm going to make people the priority in all these spaces. I was real nervous. Like, okay, I was a good teacher. Am I supposed to be doing this for sure? And I sat at his kitchen table and I told him I'm nervous, but this is what I'm going to do. Zach, what do you think? And he said, you need me to tell you why you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Talk about a moment that I realized that you get what you give.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And it's important to think through that legacy lens, because at some point it's gonna come back to you, whatever it is. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Anyway, your circle of influence.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just allowing it to marinate. That is beautiful. Well, That is is beautiful.
1: He's incredible, Um, he's a beautiful soul and you can look him up, um, Zach Sutterfield, and he's got a recovery page that you can follow his journey. Um, but, but he leads, like, if Zach can do it, I can do anything, right? Like the confidence that this boy has in his story. Um, it's incredible. He's incredible. His family, yeah. they're incredible people. And yeah. I love them dearly, but, um, circle of influence. And he was an ex-student. I mean, he wasn't a student when that happened. It was just a space that, you know, I was called to be in. I felt, um, just to support them in, in any way that I could. And there were quite a few people.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 almost where you, you, you develop. As I think about this, the framework you develop your confidence. Mm. It's, it's like a community shared type of confidence.
1: That's good. I love that. That's a you good know, community share. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, true. You're right. Yeah,
0: yeah. we share. We, we share this, and it's like if you need some confidence, if you need to lean on hold mine. Hold mine, right?
1: Hold my confidence in you, even right?
0: yeah. yeah. And I
1: think that's the easiest part about teaching high school, teaching in general is
2: mm-hmm.
1: the ability that you have to mold these hearts and minds with communication and relationship of you can do this, like the confidence yeah. that you have the opportunity to build. Uh, and I love doing it with adults and leaders now, but mm-hmm. it's just so special to get to, to lead students in that space. But remembering that we're all students at heart and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you might have someone in your space that you're supposed to lead to confidence and It might be you. Like if I'm not giving confidence out to my team, are they confident in me? Right. Your confidence is an important piece, uh, which kind of leads to like how it all rolls together in nurture, which is my Mm -hmm. in and lean in. So nurture means, I mean, I can't go on one date and live happily ever after married. Right. Okay. So it's going to take nurturing. I feel like we all saw that coming. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to, not just have good eye contact on Monday and wonder what happened by Friday. You can't just write one good note at the beginning of the month and be like, why don't they do good work by the end of the month? It takes Mm -hmm. nurturing and and building in, which might mean making a plan, like a weekly plan or a monthly plan and develop something with your team that kind of helps pour into them the way they need to be poured into. And I had a leader say, but I I don't know how my team needs to be poured into. I'm gonna go ahead and say, this is a light bulb moment. If you are listening and you're thinking, I don't know how my team needs to be poured into, the opportunity right now is to build a relationship with your team so that you know the answer to that question.
2: Yeah. And
1: if you don't know the answer to that question, there's something you need to put on your to-do list that's more important than any of your meetings because it's going to cost you more money and time to replace some of the people mm. on your team that don't feel valued, yeah. that don't, don't feel like they're a part of the team so true. you lose them
0: so true um build build the relationship i mean to, to to your point um these things are as as you were just kind of mentioning like i believe this is so applicable even in marriages mm-hmm. you know cuz I, I i i say this and i'll continue to say it that leadership is not a title it's a choice yeah. you know and okay. just as as you mentioned and I, I, our circle um, and your family, your kids,
2: right?
0: What legacy you want to leave with them? You know, you know how you want to have that eye contact with them,
2: mm-hmm. the
0: ask and the answer, you know, the notes, you know, in which I'm gonna have to, I'm going I'm gonna have to say that I'm gonna have to try it with my wife.
1: I
2: love
0: it. Write, Please try to, it, you know, and then
1: let's do feedback. I want to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to hear I'm, what that, <laughs> that looks like uh, and yeah. how it works. You gotta because finish. like
0: the, the part of. Because I can't say it enough. Where, to your point, everyone wants to be seen.
2: Mm-hmm. Everybody wants people. to be
0: seen. Yeah, we people. No yeah. matter what our title is, we want we want connection. That's right. We want we want connection. So it's 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 so beautiful. Thank you. It's definitely so beautiful. I would definitely use it. Um, I know how how are we looking on time? Because I know you. How are you? Are you lo- I'm okay. If you're okay, you're okay. I'm okay. okay. Okay, I'm okay. So we're gonna Thank keep you. rolling. Um. When you think about this is very, and I heard someone say this before, it was um, Holly Furtick, um, Mm. give her credit, that said, um, just because something is simple, it doesn't mean that it's easy. Mm. Um, And easy and simple is two two different things.
1: That's good.
0: And um, when I think about this framework, this framework is very simple. Simple. It's very simple. But Julie, when you think about the barriers that we have to overcome to do it, yeah, what has been some of those barriers that you had to coach your leaders to overcome? That's a great um, question. You know, maybe even yourself, you know, barriers you had to overcome to really put this into practice.
1: Okay. Number one barrier. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, let's go. Time. Time
1: time mm. but if you you're you're going to get what you give yeah. and if you don't put time in this basket which i know i know that there's places that you need to pour your time. I know. And Mm -hmm. as a leader, I get it. Oh my gosh, my calendar right now. And for me, you're asking me what my issue is. My issue is time with my own kids and and how I want them to see me and remember me and and how Mm -hmm. I want us to function as a family, right? This time is hard. And we are, and I said this before, we are a multitasking, to-do list making, box checking society. (laughs) It's so true. So time might mean you build it into your calendar. Matter yeah, of fact, yeah. I have a, a, leader, a leader that I'm coaching and she's like, I need a year at a glance. And so we mm-hmm. create it around, okay, when are you gonna do evaluations with your people? Okay, how are you gonna build them up after that? What are you? Mm-hmm. How are you gonna goal set so that they know when are your check-ins every single month? What do those look like? When are your deep dives? You know, so we kind of charted out celebrations. We charted out uh, deep dive conversations and goal setting conversations and feedback time and promotion and celebrations. Like we went through her relationship building goals Mm -hmm. and we built out the year at a glance because she needed to be able to check those boxes, which is fine. That's what she knows about herself. Go you. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out a plan to make it work. If you need to put it into your calendar, like you put your workout into your calendar, like you put in yeah. your accounting time into your calendar or whatever it is that you do with, mm-hmm. with your day, build it in. Because I think the I think the fallacy is not seeing your people as an appointment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you have to build out. Okay. On Monday, I'm going to check in and it's not going to just be like, Hey, what are your goals for this week? They might be, Hey, how's your weekend? How are you? I noticed that your, your kid had a baseball game. How did that go? Yeah. I noticed that your dad's sick with cancer. How's he doing? Mm-hmm. These, these I see you feelings, they come from communication. That mm-hmm. connection is built off of communication. Confidence in you as my leader, confidence in me as this is a fit for my job, and I'm happy here, that links in. They All the three Cs, they just fold straight into each other. And I know time is hard. And I, I've had leaders say, I don't have time for that. Like, do you have time to replace that employee who's going to quit? Which I've worked with. Uh, I worked with the university. They had a leadership change. New leaders came in. They took the old team and they said, you know what? I don't think that's a good use of their time. They didn't get to know the people at all. They just started going, ah, these are my new goals and my new intentions. Hey, Doug, you're going to do this now. And Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be great for who I see you as. And Doug did not see himself as that. And Doug Mm -hmm. felt stupid. Doug felt like he couldn't do a good job at his work. And after feeling like he hated his job so much, he quit. Mm -hmm. Now now you get to rehire for Doug because you, one, didn't even talk to him about what he wanted. You didn't invest in him as an employee to get to know him before you just gave him a new assignment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's necessary, but you know what? You might need to sit down and say, hey, there's gonna be some changes. Can we work through them together? Like the people, I want to be seen and heard. Yeah. I want to know what's going on and be a part of that puzzle. So that might take time, but so does rehiring somebody who quits.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is going to take time and energy, so much energy. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, that's um, it's, it's amazing when when you think about it and take a step back. The time part, mm-hmm. the commitment part, um, it's it's so it's so needed. Um, and when. When we think about putting things into practice, it's not going to be just overnight. You're going to oh hit God. your head, you know, oh. you're going to feel uncomfortable. That's right. You know, like this, this is part of it. So just, accept when, it.
1: yeah. Matter of fact, I have a graphic uh, when I speak that I use and it's, it shows growth equals change. So if I decide I'm going to grow, I've got to make some changes, right? Mm -hmm. That might mean time. That might mean, let's say, let's say that I want to go run a 5k. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that might mean I'm going to have to train. So I'm going to have to make some changes. I'm going to have to maybe eat better. There's going to be change, Mm
2: -hmm. which
1: means there's going to be loss. So growth equals change. Change equals loss. I'm going to lose some time with other things that I wanted to do. It might be sitting on the couch watching a show that I like. It might mean um, losing a little sleep in the morning because that's when I run or whatever, right?
2: Mm -hmm. It might
1: mean losing chocolate because I need to change my diet, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's going to be loss because change can be loss and loss is painful. I'm using this silly example of a 5 but cross apply it to any space in your life. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain, aka growth equals pain so mm. to your point it might be painful you might have to stick in it a little bit yeah, yeah. so then you gotta know your why right like you gotta really be in on why this is my growth i want to do it for this reason so that when it is painful you're growing through the pain so that you can have the growth mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. i i um i i'll share i'll share this with you um because I feel like it's just, it's kind of spot on to this uh, this thought that I had earlier of just kind of creating some some additional learnings and, yeah. and content that will be coming out soon. But this whole thought, and I was just kind of talking to myself, talking to God, mm-hmm. of we when we think about our calling and living in our purpose, um, one thing I feel like we overlook is the cost. Like there's a cost to walking mm. your calling. Wow. Like there is a cost.
1: That's good. And
0: I I think at times we feel that oh. Be walking down the street, I get hit. Oh, I know my purpose. Yeah. No, no. Like your calling, your purpose has a cost, and that cost, to your point, is those those losses, the changes mm-hmm. that you have yeah. to put in. The, yes. Yeah. The, 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 the friends the quote unquote friends that you mount you you might have to start sure yourself you know yeah. what i'm saying are, are setting boundaries for yourself you know the cost of time that now you will need to put into it you know the cost of losing yourself right losing your yourself in order for god to use you you know like those things do have a cost, and I feel like times we we don't talk enough about the cost. Yeah, we we talk about just oh
1: glory like, when it's beautiful. We only see the good stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, we, we don't see the good the, the good stuff. But yeah. there was a cost. There is a cost yes. to the calling, and, and yes, I I feel it's all a part like how we manage our calling.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: telling Julie like it's I see the passion in you. I see how it really speaks to just who you are as a per person, your heart, and what you represent. Um, and we need more of this. Well, thank. We need so much more of this. So I, I thank you and I applaud you for what you're doing and the impact that you are having. Um, truly well, amazing. You as
1: well. I can't wait for your new stuff to come out.
0: Yeah, totally. That's Tell so me. impactful.
1: And you know what? I think for every leader that is listening, take note of we are both talking about the cost and the pain and the pieces that that it takes to grow. And leadership sometimes can be a lonely place. It can be a space that you think that it just has to look pretty. And I I think the best leaders are constantly not only growing themselves, but they're growing their people to also be leaders.
0: Yes, yes. And then you're
1: not so lonely When you are not alone because it's a team mentality over I'm going to do this and and this is my job as a leader all alone, which to your team could even feel like a dictatorship. Right. So so team mentality, team building, take time for that, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it does help the burden of pain and loss and uh, cost, as you said. Because leadership can be that exact same thing. That can be a a, even if we're called to be in leadership, Mm -hmm. we grow to that space. Sometimes it's not pretty, and it's for sure not always easy. Uh, But remember that if you were called to do it, it's worth doing. It's worth putting your heart into. Uh, You're not alone, and I so worthy. You've got some content coming your way that's going to help you with that. It sounds like
0: so worthy, so worthy. Julie, we'll we'll leave with with this question here. Um, Okay. How would you define leadership?
1: Oh, you know what's crazy about that question? I just posted this the other day. Um, P.S., I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and I need all the help I can get because you talk about pain. I hate that. I hate social media space. I hate it so much, but I've been hired off of each of them, and nobody knows who you are if you're not doing your thing. So help me in that space, uh, friends, if you can. But I just posted on all those spaces just the other day. There is no standard for leadership. It kind of rocks what you're saying so i had a i had a leader that i was coaching sit down with me and she said kind of like it was a box she was checking to do leadership development Mm -hmm. i just need you to tell me this is what she said i just need you to tell me what the keys are um what are the standards of leadership so that i can move forward and i said now listen there is no standard for leadership because who you are as a leader is going to be different than who i am as a leader and who your people need as a leader may not be the same as who my people need as a leader there's no perfect answer. Now, there's some qualities in a leader we'd all like to have. Exactly. I'm not saying there's not similar yeah. qualities. But what I'm yeah. saying is when you're looking through the lens of your legacy, and what kind of leader you are and what kind of space you create, there's not a perfect standard. There's not a formula. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. is a yeah. how do I mm-hmm. show up as my best self? Mm hmm. And how do I show up for my circle of influence yeah. to the best of my ability, which does mean doing things just like this, listening to podcasts on leadership. So go you, because you're growing mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. You got to keep growing you and never think that you've arrived and never think that there's just this formula that you do, because that's when you become a box checker, a to-do list maker, and you forget to see what's right in front of you, which might be someone who needs you to people them instead mm-hmm. of task them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so it's, I mean, to your point, it's not a, it's not a formula. You can't, you can't formula. plug it in. And then, you know,
1: I posted that and somebody was like, well, I think there are some qualities. Well, of course there are. Please go ahead and listen. We all need to hear them again. But Mm -hmm. there are qualities and there's everybody in their dog will tell you, well, to be a good leader, you need to X, Y, Z. And even Mm -hmm. I have some opinions of if you're a good leader, you're not avoiding conflict. Even you and I Mm -hmm. need to work through conflict resolution. You are celebrating your people. Like there are things that I think help make you a better leader. But at the end of the day, you being your best self and you having a leadership focus, building on your legacy and thinking about your people in your company or your school district or your family or your organization that you're a part of. um, There's just a lot of moving parts. And if we sit around and say, there's a standard, there's something that's going to get missed. There's a gift you have that might go unseen or unfelt because you were trying to fit a box. Mm -hmm. So my quote is, There's no standard for leadership. Julie,
0: where where people can follow you, um, get in contact with you?
1: Yes. So my email is info at schneers.com That's J-U-L-I-E-S-C-H-N-I-E-R-S, a good old German name, .com. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, Julie Schneers. Uh, I'm on Instagram. And I try to really throw out content that's leadership-driven or encouragement-driven because I want you to feel like you're not alone in that space. I want you to be reminded of those important pieces. Uh, and then, of course, uh, my website is schneers.com. So if I can help you with a team building activity, or if I can be your keynote speaker at your conference, if I can, my goal is to make you laugh, make you cry and give you tools because I don't ever want you to walk away from a space without action items that you can actually go, okay, I'm going to try this in my space. So the teacher in me is, I'm going to, I'm going to show you some, some tools so that you actually walk away with skills and you feel like you are poured into. So if I can help you, I'm all in. Thank you for having me. You're incredible.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Julie. And thank you, family, for listening in. And remember that you were created for greatness. Mm -hmm. But no matter what life may bring you, always love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. I'm your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray. Till next time. Be blessed.
1: See you later.